Welcome to the Here to Evolve podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Alessandra. And in this podcast, we take topics from both health and fitness, as well as the business side of things. We run two businesses, SD Evolution and Fit Coach Pro, and have a pretty unique perspective because we've had a lot of success, but we are not quite at the top of the food chain yet. Our mission is to help break down these topics so you can learn in an easy to digest manner and apply them into your daily life. In today's episode, we will be talking about the fact that healthy food does not have to equate to boring food. So you'll get our top suggestions to make those things delicious. But first, I'm not going to dive way deep into this. You know the deal. Leave a review if you have not. Share us if you enjoy the episode. We appreciate you. We love you. And we do this for free. So spread the love. All right. Jumping right in. This comes up a lot because Josh and I tend to eat very simplistic. And although lately you've been experimenting with cooking more and broadening our horizons, but... For the last eight, nine years, thirty, we've eaten a lot of the same things and very basic things. Um, and I want to just kind of clarify that just because our plates look sort of basic and simple, that doesn't mean that they taste like crap, um, at least not now. <laughs> so back when we first met, I remember we've talked about this a few times on the podcast, but... Josh used to eat literally just like... Unevolved Josh would drink cartons of egg whites. I would blend two cups of oats and uh, put that in with my shake. I would drink that twice a day. Chicken, rice, broccoli, nothing on it. Maybe nothing. like some hot sauce or mustard occasionally, um, but just straight up. Um, that just the is most about plain that you like. Maybe a you gallon can't of get Greek more yogurt, plain. plain Greek yogurt. And we wonder why I messed up my gut doing that, eating that every two hours, and taking a ton of, of <laughs> ton of supplements, ridiculous amounts of caffeine. There's no uh, confusion about why I was where I was when things were really bad. My gut was completely ruined by no one's fault but my own. So we don't eat like that anymore, but we still eat a lot of, you know, whole single ingredient nutrient dense sources. So when you think of different types of meats and fish and all different kinds of fruits and vegetables and rice and oats, um, potatoes. So, you know, we eat all of these things that makes up the bulk of our meals every day, but they're delicious now. We know how to season our food. We know how to cook. Um, So we're going to talk about that today because I think there's still just a stigma that people think eating healthy has to mean boring And although we aren't out here, you know, creating super complicated recipes that take like an hour to make every single day, um, we do do that sometimes. Like on certain occasions, we'll we'll open up one of the recipe books that we have and we'll find something new to make. But majority, 98% of the time, our meals are quick. Our meals are super easy and, you know, we really enjoy them. They taste good. So... Let's just kind of start off by sharing, I guess, how we typically season. Or I guess, you know what, first, let's kind of just talk about how baking or grilling or, you know, making something differently can taste or can change the taste of it. I don't know why that sentence was so hard. But if you're looking for variety, let's say you bought a bunch of chicken breast for the week and you don't want to eat the same type of chicken breast every single day or maybe you you did something last week you want to change it up this week 
One of the easiest ways to do that is by just cooking it differently. So if you grilled it last week and made some grilled chicken breast, maybe this week you, you know, you throw some breadcrumbs on it, some hot sauce, um, and make like buffalo chicken in the oven or in the air fryer. So there are different modes of cooking that can completely change the way that something tastes. And that's something that we experiment with a lot too. Yeah. I mean, when we moved into the house, my goal was to become a better cook. We have this nice big kitchen. Um, you know, we've talked about this forever, but we got to Got a lot more into the concept of, of cooking and we got, yeah, we got the kitchen, we got the knives, we got the propane stove and yada, yada, all these tools that we quote unquote would need to do all these great things in the kitchen. So it was just about putting the effort in and making it fun. And I think, you know, it has become a bit of that and doing this with Kai, especially just little fun meals, like making your homemade pizzas, whatever. But to go on to, you know, different methods of cooking, you know, things taste better when they're not reheated in the microwave. So obviously fresh is best, but even if you heat things back up in the frying pan versus the microwave, throw it in the oven just so it's not getting that mushy nastiness. But just in regards to cooking something right up front, what you're having for that meal, yeah, bouncing between the air fryer, bouncing between the oven, the grill. If you have a smoker, you know, that's been like the hit this this year, I think, with Traeger's coming out and making it super easy to do and just very easy access to you know, perfect smoking, um, without even touching anything you're putting on that, it makes a huge difference just in the taste based on the texture of what that comes out as even frying things. If you're frying something in olive oil, not the end of the world, you can still keep it healthy and it tastes amazing. Yeah. So keep in mind that your method can vary and can impact how things taste. Um, we don't even own a microwave. (laughs) We have, I think it's called the Breville, it's like a Breville 7-in-1 little toaster oven looking thing and it stays in our pantry. It does air fry, it reheats, it, it's a toaster. Um, I wanted something simplistic, but I actually really like it because it can, just based on like the setting that you put it at, it can make so many different things in it. So that's the first tip I would say. Um, and moving on to like different ideas to season your foods. If you looked in our spice drawer, we have how many different types of spices right now? It's like, full. It's, it's completely full. Um, but just something as simple as using a different spice on your chicken can make it taste completely different. So some our go-to with like both meats and vegetables, I would say, has always been my dad's like, triple threat combo or maybe it's four things but it's olive oil garlic powder black pepper and some salt the most basic of basic spices yet that combination just makes everything taste good so that can be like your go-to for when you don't really know what to do you need to season your potatoes or you need to season your chicken or whatever it is Um, but then you can also experiment with like, we do lemon chicken or we do buffalo chicken or, um, there's just different spices out there. I'm trying to think, I don't know the brands off the top of my head. doesn't even matter, but we rotate through just on the chicken meatballs. Like we would, that used to be a staple. We haven't really been into that as, as much recently, but we would do buffalo chicken meatballs and barbecue chicken meatballs and garlic parm chicken meatballs that we would dip in a sauce afterwards. It's the same thing with something else coated on it that tastes completely different and keeps you interested in that because there's only so many different things you can eat. So you have to work work on preparing them in a different way. And by changing the flavor of that meat, you've changed the entire meal. 
also, you know, what you're eating with this. I don't know what direction you want to take in this podcast, but different things like that, how you're cutting it. So something like chicken, just chicken breast, you can cut them into chicken tenders, just longer, thinner strips. You can cut them into chicken nuggets. You could do, you know, just a straight up butterfly, butterfly filet. And it just, it cooks different. It bakes different. It tastes different because of those things. Um, so growing up, my mom used to do homemade chicken nuggets. It was one of my favorite things. It was just these little cubes of chicken breasts breaded, and then we dip it in like a honey mustard sauce. A lot better than pulling out chicken nuggets from the freezer or from, you know, McDonald's or whatever. You're getting quality chicken breast. Um, but just little things like that, changing the way you're cutting it and changing what you're putting on it can change the entire meal. Yeah, I think the biggest thing we want you to guys take away from this episode is that, you know, just because it's healthy doesn't mean it has to suck. And there, I think... Whenever anybody first starts out with like a diet or a lot of us have experienced in the past um, just the different fad diets and all of that, but you sort of just get into this mindset that anything that isn't listed on your meal plan or isn't like quote unquote part of the diet, including different sauces and spices and all of that, even with somebody who's tracking macros for the first time, a lot of people get very obsessive about tracking. Like I remember somebody asked me once, like, do I track like my spices? Do I track like the little bit of ketchup that I had? And you don't have to get that intense with it. Um, so I think, you know, those things are so small there's they're such small amounts that it, it truly is not making an impact as far as what your calories and macros are for the most part um but you have to understand that just because you're trying to eat healthier and eat more of these whole foods it does not mean you have to completely limit yourself and be miserable in the process because that's a fast way to not make this a sustainable lifestyle you have to enjoy what you're eating still and that's the biggest thing like that's why we've been able to eat these same types of foods over the last almost decade is because we keep it interesting and we keep it exciting and we keep it tasting good that way you know we start to crave it almost like a lot of the things that we make and eat regularly I get cravings for those things more than I get cravings for like you know fast food or anything like that so those are the the quick ways to change the flavor of the same things over and over um two main sub points for how you change the rest of the meal. So make it an entirely different meal. So what you're putting your meat on and what you're putting on your meat outside of those seasonings. So in regards to what you're putting your meat on, you know, creating certain bowls, are you putting it on rice? Are you putting it on quinoa? Are you putting it on lentils? Are you putting it on a salad? You know, again, eating the exact same thing on one of those different beds of something makes it an entirely different meal. And maybe you dress it with something differently. Um, but it just, again, creating diversity in the monotony of meal prep. You probably have your staples of certain things that you love to eat. So how can you make minor differences that completely change the meal? And again, that's just playing around with it. Like I, I used to hate rice. Now cooking it a certain way, like I'll heat it up and I'll throw a little olive oil on it and then put meat on top of that. I love rice. Quinoa was something that was kind of out of sight, out of mind. Um, I didn't really have it until I had had it. And then, you know, Alessandra started making quinoa salads and I loved those. And then putting something on that as far as making it the entire meal, either, either eating it with it or putting it directly on it. You know, quinoa has been a go-to for us. We just discovered couscous, which is like one of my favorite things in the world now. We made a couscous salad that goes great with a whole bunch of things, fish or meat or anything like that. Um, lentils are something that we wouldn't typically eat. Just again, out of sight, out of mind. We haven't had them a lot in the past, but you know, 
you'd go out once in a while to a Mediterranean place, you see a lentil bowl, it's higher in protein. It's a lot of plant protein, adds a lot of protein to your meal if you don't love eating meat. So throw something on top of that. And then as far as what you're putting on the meat, you know, that's under the meat. Now what's on the meat, um, you know, peppers and onions and just some kind of like stir fry, stir fry, stir fry medley is like one of my favorite flavors ever. Just like if it was just peppers, so just the mixed bell peppers, mixed colored bell peppers and some onions, maybe some chopped up garlic and then just olive oil, salt and pepper. That's one of my favorite things to put on literally anything. Um, completely change, change the meal just by throwing that on there. And it's like, you don't even need, if you're like, I'm a, I'm a big uh, ketchup and barbecue sauce guy. I don't need that. That kind of provides the, the moisture that I would be dipping into, I guess, in a sense with some incredible flavor. And obviously it is packed with micronutrients. Um, steak is, uh, is mushrooms and onions as far as my go-to. Absolutely love that. I don't have to dip in a steak sauce. I don't have to dip in barbecue sauce. Throw that on top of there. Maybe a, a blue cheese truffle butter once in a while if I'm doing a nice, you know, filet. Absolutely love that. Changes the entire complexion of that meal. And I think, you know, if you're somebody who's tracking macros and you're listening to this and you're like, that sounds really nice, but I feel like I don't have the macros to accommodate that. I think that's a really common mindset because when when you're new to tracking or newer to tracking or you get in your certain habits with tracking, at least for me, like I would save a lot of my carbs or fats or whatever for, you know, processed foods, desserts, snacks, things that I wanted to fit in my day. The quote unquote fun thing after the meal. Right. When in reality, like I had plenty of macros for things like making a, a nice hearty meal with rice and using butter and using olive oil. I just didn't utilize my macros in a way that allowed me to use those things. And the truth is now that we eat more of these heartier, quote unquote, more calorie dense type meals, I feel just feel so much better. And I feel just I'm not as hungry as often. So if you're a big snacker and you save a lot of your macros for snacks and things like that, sort of just use this as a little wake up call to reassess how you do things and try out maybe having some bigger meals that do have these things that are a little bit more savory and just delicious. Um, but it's worth it when you make your meals actually taste good rather than just, you know, scoffing down ch dry chicken and some microwave rice with nothing on it. And then, you know, you're saving your macros for later. Like, yeah, that could work for some days, but I think, you know, really just putting in the effort and, using your calories to have delicious meals just it just feels better overall my motto was always eat to live don't live to eat and that was like my excuse for just eating bland foods it's, you know what it's just part of the deal it's what i have to do to reach my goals you know i this isn't what i derive enjoyment from but since switching i love to cook i love to eat and you don't need that quote unquote treat after those meals because oh i just suffered through this meal now i'm gonna have something sweet i'm gonna have an ice cream, whatever it is. I thoroughly enjoy the meal. The meal is the dessert. And if I need something sweet, I'll grab a piece of dark chocolate or some fruit, frozen fruit, fresh fruit, whatever it is. And I feel fully satisfied Yeah. just from those things. You're not looking for more. So I you feel way better. You just, everything is better. So 
I hope that a few of those tips was helpful for you guys. Maybe we'll do a video just sharing some of our favorite spices and sauces and stuff, um, you know, later this week. But lemon pepper, paprika, Andy's heat your meat. It's a specialty down in Mystic that we love. Um, what else do we got? Kai loves that onion salt sprinkled on his avocado toast. We'll do a video post because I think it's it's helpful to see what they are. But hopefully this gets you started and at least opens your eyes to just being a little more creative with what you put on your food and making it a little bit more enjoyable. So healthy eating does not have to mean boring or untasty. And that's that. Where can they find you? I'm at Alessandra Skutnik. I'm at Josh Skutnik. Everything else you need is linked in the show notes.